The thought I want to share today uh, during this time of devotional was really prompted by a remark that one of our sisters made uh, last week about reminding God of his promises as we pray. <clears throat> that took me uh, to a quote that I read from Spurgeon years ago uh, in his little book called Faith's Checkbook. Faith's Checkbook. I think it's called The Daily Checkbook. It's available on uh, Sermon Audio every day, where he just takes a, a, a promise from God and um, encourages us um, to feast upon that. And in Genesis 32 and verse 2, Jacob is interceding um, with God as he prepares for that ominous um, meeting, that anxiety-producing meeting uh, with Esau, his brother. And he reminds God as he speaks with God about what God has said. The verse says, but you said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered. So Spurgeon writes with great encouragement, this is the sure way of prevailing with the Lord in prayer. We may humbly remind him of what he has said, our faithful God will never run back from his word, nor will he leave it unfulfilled. Yet God loves to be inquired of by his people and put in mind of his promise. And the next words are encouraging. This is refreshing to their memories, reviving to their faith, and renewing to their hope. So reminding God's, God of his promises is reviving, refreshing, and renewing to us. <clears throat> God's word is not given for his sake, but for ours. And his purposes are settled, and he needs nothing to bind him to his design of doing his people good. But he gives the promise for our strengthening and our comfort. Hence, God wishes us to plead with him. Thou saidest. I remember singing as a young boy, standing on the promises of Christ our King, through eternal ages let his praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. And that is how God teaches us to pray, even through the Psalms, where the psalmist says, Remember your word to your servant, in which you have made me to hope. Be gracious to me according to your promises. So for a few moments together, I want us to remember the promises of God. And then I would encourage, exhort us to use this hour, the remaining minutes, to pray about five general categories of God's promises. And if you want to write these down, they all begin with the letter P. They're very simple. But uh, as you might lead us in prayer, perhaps focus on one or two of these areas of God's promises. First of all, let's remind God today of his power, of the promise of his power. Jeremiah 32, 17, Jeremiah um, extols God. Ah, Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. Oh, great and mighty God, whose name is the Lord of hosts, Great in counsel and mighty indeed, whose eyes are open to all the ways of the children of man, rewarding each one according to his ways and according to the fruit of his deeds. 
Of course, Paul prays, among other things, for the Ephesian believers that they might know what is the immeasurable greatness of God's power toward us who believe. According to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. This is the one, dear friends, who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. So let us remind God today uh, in our prayers of his power to save sinners, of his power to bring light to those who are living in deep darkness, of his help to us as fellow believers who struggle with sin, to give strength to the weary. There are so many people who are weary. Perhaps you're weary today. God gives strength to the weary and to provide healing for those who are sick. Secondly, let's remind God of his promises regarding his presence, his presence. Uh, Moses noted that the Lord was with Joseph. God reassured Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And David, it says, became greater and greater in the Lord because the Lord of hosts was with him. I was recently thinking of Matthew's gospel and thinking about how Matthew started out his gospel referring to one of the ancient prophecies regarding Jesus's birth. And he says, they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. And then I thought at the end of the book of Matthew, Matthew ends his gospel with these words, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It's almost as if Matthew's gospel is bracketed by the promise of God's presence. I love the dying words of John Wesley, which are among some of his most memorable words. With great effort lying on his deathbed, his, with his last breath, he uttered, and best of all, God is with us. <laughs> What great words for a dying saint and what encouraging words for living ones as well. So let's remind God today of his wonderful promises such as, I will never leave you nor forsake you, or God will never fail us, and God will never forget us. And let's pray for those perhaps today who are isolated in situations in hospital rooms or in care facilities isolated from their family, some of whom have not seen family members for months on end. Don't forget to pray for persecuted Christians today who are in prison, perhaps all alone. Some of you have mentioned you have very little fellowship with other believers. You have to drive uh, maybe more than an hour to a good church. And yet, let's also pray for saints, maybe on this call even today, or those that may go to worship every Sunday, they're surrounded by good godly people and yet they feel very lonely and discouraged. So let's remind God and ourselves of his, of his promises, his power <clears throat> um, and his presence and thirdly, his provision. So many promises about God's provision, uh, just Matthew 6, 25 through 33, 
where God repeatedly tells us not to be anxious about what we're going to eat or drink or our clothes or things like that. And it ends with this great promise, but seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you as well. Or how about Luke 12, 32? What a great promise of God's provision. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give to you the kingdom. We are heirs of the kingdom. And so although it's a well-known promise, our God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Perhaps today there are several of us who need to be reminded that we serve and pray to Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Or perhaps you know a friend or many friends today who have been very, very much affected uh, by the pandemic and with financial repercussions or are lying awake at night thinking about where the next, where the next uh, money is going to come for the next bill, large bill they have. Bless them today uh, by interceding for them and remembering the promises of God's provision. Fourthly, remember God's promises regarding his protection. These are definitely dark and wearisome days, uncertain days. But friends, remember, greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. I've been meditating this month on Psalm 125, 1 through 2, which reads, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. So as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. What a great promise. Uh, the Lord surrounds his people from December 23rd, 2020 and far before that, but he will do so forevermore. So we can pray that promise for our Iranian brothers um, who are under great persecution at times, for those in North Korea, in China and other places of the world. And we ought to remember to pray that as well for us who are in Western cultures with relatively greater freedom, but a freedom that is being encroached upon and threatened every day. Indeed, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run to it and are safe, Proverbs 18.10. And may this promise just propel us ahead as we might be bold witnesses for the gospel and uncompromisingly stand on the truth of God's word. So let's pray for God's promises, his power, his presence, his provision, his protection. And number five, his sovereign purposes. All things, God is working all things according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Job 42, verse 2, what a great affirmation. I know that you can do all things and that no purposes of yours can be thwarted. Why is it that we should remind God of his promises, uh, of his provision, power, you know, protection, um, purposes? One of the main reasons is, is that if we do that, we are going to have a much greater sense of peace, no matter how hard life gets for us. But also, as we remind God of his promises in the word today, one of the beautiful things is we're going to have a greater confidence as we pray. 
We're going to have a greater hope as we pray for revival in our own lives, in our churches, in our homes, in our countries, and in this world. John Newton expresses in one of the lesser known stanzas of amazing grace, the Lord has promised good to me. His word my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. So our dear friends today, let us pray in great hope today. I, I pray this meditation might just revive you today, refresh you and renew you. And may it remind us of his promises as we pour out our hearts in supplication to him. 